Good morning, everyone. We've been thinking about the book of Ruth, and this morning, this is our ninth visit to this little book. Beautiful book, indeed. And I want to read the uh, something from the last chapter, chapter 4 and verse 10. Ruth, the Moabites, the wife of Marlon, have I purchased to be my wife. So, here we have the outcome of everything that has taken place in this little book. And I want us to just have a little panoramic view of this precious book. And the whole purpose of it was to demonstrate how that God was going to bring into an indissoluble relationship this dear girl Ruth with Boaz, the mighty man of wealth that chapter 2 talks about. His name means, in him is strength. In fact, if you were to follow the word through the Old Testament, you would see that one of the pillars of the temple was called Boaz. And this is our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, of course. Boaz is a picture of him. And in him is strength. Not only has he love in his heart for you, my dear friend, this morning, and wants to be your saviour, <clears throat> wants to be your redeemer, but he has the ability, he has the relationship, he's a kinsman redeemer. He became a man in order to die for men and women. For you this morning, uh, dear, char- dear uh, individual who is not yet saved, he died for you. He became our kinsman in order to deal with human sin and offence against a holy God. How wonderful is that? So here we have it then, this man Boaz, who became her redeemer. But where did it all start? It started in chapter 1, of course. And in chapter 1, we have a little bit of Bethlehem in Moab. Because... Naomi was there, and her heart and her desires were Bethlehem. And a little bit of Bethlehem was there in the country of Moab. And I wonder, child of God this morning, can I just say something to you? Are you a little bit of heaven where you are? Are you showing the God in whom you've put your trust? Is he evident in your life? Is Christ evidently your saviour amongst those with whom you have to do day by day, your neighbours, your relatives, your friends, your associates, your work, your workplace? Do they know that you're a Christian? Is there a little bit of heaven in their midst? Well, there was a little bit of Bethlehem in Moab. And there are those, there were those who didn't want it. <clears throat> Perfectly evident. Orpah went back to her people and to her gods. You remember we talk, talked about that. 
But there was one person she'd observed that little bit of Bethlehem. Undoubtedly, her mother-in-law had spoken about Bethlehem and the God of Bethlehem, the God of Israel, the God of promises, the God of blessing. And Ruth wanted it. And you remember those lovely words that she expressed? Entreat me not to leave you, nor to return from following after you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. How lovely. I I wonder, dear friend, this morning, have you seen a little bit of heaven? in the lives of individuals that you know? I wonder. And you've got an ambition for it, you've got a desire for it this morning. Well, what did Naomi do? She went back, of course, to Bethlehem, and Ruth followed her, went with her, and she was introduced to the Redeemer. Boaz. And chapter 2 tells us about the love of Boaz For Ruth, why would he love her? Well, why would he love me? Why did he love me? I never can tell. Why did he suffer to save me from hell? Nothing but infinite love from above could have conceived such a story of love. Says the little chorus. Why did he love me? I can never tell. But he did. And Boaz set his love upon this dear girl. There was nothing in many ways why he would love her. She was a Moabite. She was somebody from a people that hated the Israelites. Were their enemies. But Ruth says in chapter 2, you've spoken to my heart. And then in chapter 3, it goes on to tell us that not only did Boaz love Ruth, but there was a spark of affection in her heart and a desire to know him and to come into a relationship with him. Do you need to look at chapter 3 in that light? And then in chapter 4, he secures that relationship. And how did the Saviour secure that relationship with me and with all those that have come to know him and to be brought into that eternal relationship? It was by paying a price. It was by The redemption price. You see, there's only one who has the right and one who has the ability to save your never-dying soul. He has the right because he became a man in order to die for the sins of humanity and to die for my sins. And he has the ability... Because there was none other good enough to pay the price of sin. He only could unlock the gate of heaven 
and let me in. Because of the perfections of his person, because of the holiness of his soul, he made that one sacrifice for sin forever and secured eternal redemption to those for those who believe. This is our heavenly Boaz. This is God's beloved Son. Christ died for our sins. And there upon the cross, he paid a debt that I could never pay. He secured my redemption because he had both the right and the ability so to do. How wonderful. So this dear woman came into the eternal relationship <clears throat> with her Boaz, came into that beautiful union with him. And in a sense, eternal, because it's in the scriptures. But you and I come in to that eternal relationship with the Lord Jesus <clears throat> because he paid the debt for us. And when we come to him and when we receive him and when we make him our Lord and Saviour, we come into that blessed position. How wonderful. And how did it all begin? It began in chapter 1, of course where there was a little bit of Bethlehem in the middle, in the midst of Moab. And I wonder, have you noticed a little bit of heaven in someone you know or some ones that you know? And you've seen it and you want it and you desire it. And you want that heaven? <laughs> well... The Lord Jesus is available and he is ready and he is willing and he is able to save to the uttermost all that will come unto God by him. So today, as we think of this beautiful story, there's two messages. A message for you, my dear friend, if you're not saved. There is a Redeemer. There is one who paid a price that you could never pay in order to secure you to be his very own. And if you will receive him, and if you will believe on him, you'll be his forever and know the blessing of sins forgiven and that in eternal relationship with himself and a home in heaven. But there's a message for you, dear child of God, this morning. Is there a little bit of heaven? Are you a little bit of heaven? Are you a right representative of our blessed God and Saviour? I search my own heart about that today and trust that this will be an exercise for both of us, for the unsaved and for the saved this morning, and that we might be blessed as a result of this meditation. God bless his word to you and make it a real blessing in your soul today.